Welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. Alex and Steven here to go over something very fun. The top five players of the 1980s. Have you been doing your research, Steven? Um, I've been doing my research for years, honestly, uh, on this. So I didn't have to do much, you know, looking into stuff. But on this, because I love, I love the 80s, you know. That decade in the NBA is awesome. So I've read all about it. So, And this is when basketball blossomed into, because there's no ABA, NBA competition between one another. It's just pure NBA heading into the 80s. Magic and Bird, which is probably spoiler alert for our list that are coming up if I were a betting man, uh, just taking it to the next level and passing the baton on to Jordan for the 90s and then here we are 40 years later, essentially talking about it. It was fun looking at some of like the players from the eighties. Cause I just want to, one thing that I wanted to make sure that I did well is like, this is the people who were the best in the eighties, not necessarily like, Oh, and then they were. So for example, I think Carl, I don't even know if Carl Malone would be on my top nineties list, but Carl Malone played in the eighties, Carl Malone in the eighties, but he didn't he, really do much, but he would not be on my top team. I'm just trying to think of maybe, I'm trying to, th- who's like a really, really good example of this. Like someone who definitely would be on the nineties one. Mm, I don't know. Anyways. So it, you had to have had great success, uh, both te- for me personally, both at a team and individual level in order to qualify for this list. I have right. my and five, have- which could be a little bit of a surprise to some people who are the people that are excluded off of it. But, um, I forget when we did this previously, Stephen. Did we like make it that it had to be the like starting five, or could it be just five well, any players? Well, we just when we did the sixties, we did it more like a starting five. When we did the seventies era, it was just I was naming a bunch of people from the seventies, you know, because yeah. uh, I wanted there was a whole bunch of people and I wanted to try to get them all in plus there were people aba nba you know so i wanted to include aba guys but for this one i pretty much have my five guys yeah mine is kind of like you could this team could play basketball together my my five but it's not like a perfect starting a perfect starting five right but i'm just doing it based on i'm mainly going who i think were the best of the 80s so do you want to do you want to open it up I, like I'm always curious which one which ones we're gonna cross streams on. <laughs> um, I uh, will open it up, I guess. Um, so there are some people I kind of want to mention. We'll do that because... at the end. Like if okay. they're like we'll do an honorable mentions at the end. Um, let's just start with the the specific uh, players that we think are the best. All right. Um, so my first with my first guy when the name is Magic Johnson, also on my list, Irvin Magic Johnson. If he wasn't on your list, uh, I would have called you nuts. Anyway, um, me too. I would have. <laughs> wait, oh, wait. Did I? Did, because we were talking about. Did we do like an all-time starting five? And I, I uh, kind of bad mouth Magic a little bit. We're like, I don't think he was that good. <laughs> you did. You did. And so. Like, I remember that. And so I'm like, you, if 
you gotta have him in your in, in your top five players of the '80s. He has to be because uh, Magic Johnson uh, not only won five championships in the '80s, um, he uh, he also um, like he did so much, you know. And uh, uh, if it wasn't for him there might not be an NBA right now. So, I mean, him and Bird, but, you know, he and Bird saved the NBA. So you, uh, Historically, do you know why that is the case? Like, could there not have been yeah. some other player that I, I know Magic Johnson was super I know why, interesting, but like, why was it Magic Johnson and Bird? I know uh, the reason why was because uh, toward the end of the 70s, uh, uh, heading into the eighties, um, the NBA, uh, even after the merger was, uh, not so popular in the country. And, uh, the main reason was because one of the, one of the big complaints was actually very racist. Uh, a lot of people complained that there were too many black players in the league, there was uh, the league had problems with players in the league doing drugs. So the league Classic. had a bad reputation. Um, there were uh, a lot of people who, you know, they wanted to see uh, more white people in the league and stuff like this. There's too many black people. And uh, so toward the end of the seventies, like they, the NBA wasn't doing so hot even after the merger. And so they needed something to save the league and magic and bird saved the league because they were both amazing. And I think the fact that they were both team minded players, you know, uh, they were both unselfish pass first, make your team better, uh, players, um, uh, it definitely helped. And, uh, uh, so, uh, prior to the 1979 NBA draft, uh, which was the draft that Magic Johnson and uh, Larry Bird was in, Magic was picked first overall. Uh, in fact, Jerry Buss said that if Magic Johnson was not picked first overall by the Lakers, he would not buy the team. Uh, so, uh, so they picked Magic, you know, and, uh, um, Bird was picked sixth overall, which I think is ridiculous. He should have been number two overall, you know, uh, based on what he did in, in college because he was awesome and led an Indiana State team that had no business uh, being in the championship game all the way to that game. You know, unfortunately, he had to go up against uh, Magic Johnson's Michigan State team and uh, they beat Indiana State. Uh, and, and they kicked their butts, actually. Um, Larry Bird didn't do so hot in that game. But prior to that, he was amazing, you know. And um, uh, the truth is, Bird, uh, Magic's team uh, uh, in 1979 was, was more talented than Larry Bird's, you know. Um, anyway, so... They that's what happened when they were in college. They were always kind of linked since college, right? 
And and so uh, Magic gets picked number one overall. Uh, Bird gets picked sixth overall uh, by Boston. Uh, Magic, obviously, by the Lakers. Um, and um, it was Red Auerbach uh, that picked Larry Bird. Um, and, uh, uh, anyway, so, um, they both get picked. Uh, they turn around the fortunes of their franchises, like big time, you know? Um, and, uh, they, they come in and they took the league by storm basically, and that they took over the league, you know, it was all about them, basically. And, uh, you know, they were the two faces of the league in the 80s. So that's, that's how they saved the NBA, because the ratings went up, it was a lot more popular. Um, uh, you know, the racist people that were complaining about there's too many black people in the league, uh, they got their white guy. Um, and uh, you know, I hate to say And it, he but, couldn't you know, have gone to a more white town. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to give Larry Bird some credit, Bird, uh, you know, uh, was not down with people making the, the racist comments and stuff like that. He preferred to just be uh, seen as a basketball player and uh, wanted to... He hated all the great white hope and all that crap that people used to say about him you know um, and and the fact that uh the pistons had that uh that little bit of trash talk nearing the the end of the decade where if larry bird were black he would be just another player i think that was right a well, fairly inaccurate a- statement considering how many mvps he won and how successful he was as a player oh yeah um that that's uh uh, famous soundbite by Isaiah Thomas, and uh, which he still denies ever saying, even though it's recorded on tape. And uh, uh, Dennis Rodman, who I've always felt is dumb as a bag of rocks, personally, uh, even though he's a great, he was a great, great basketball player. Um, uh, you know. Um, I've always felt, you know, as a person, I really don't like him, but um, he, he, he agreed with what Isaiah Thomas said. And if they hadn't just gotten done getting their asses whooped by Larry Bird uh, in the game they played, they probably wouldn't have made the comments they made, but they did. And of course, everybody made a big deal out of it because Larry Bird is amazing. He was awesome. And it doesn't matter what color he was. And if he had been black, he still would have been great. Because he's, you know, assuming he still have the same ability and we're just talking about color. Why, of course, you know, Larry Bird was a one of the baddest uh, basketball players ever. And uh, at that time, you know, he was at the height of his powers. And uh, Bird, Bird was a bad man, you know. And uh, um, uh, there's so many stories about Bird and things he would do and stuff like that. But um, he 
he had just gotten done beating the Pistons uh, before uh, Isaiah and uh, Dennis Rodman made those comments. And uh, then the media and everybody made a really big deal out of it, of course. They had a press conference, and Isaiah Thomas comes out there with Larry Bird, um, and Larry Bird is sitting there next to Isaiah Thomas, and Isaiah Thomas goes, says something along the lines of, uh, I looked at the definition of racism. Does anybody know what that means? And then Larry Bird gets up and like walks out. He like left, like he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And uh, uh, then, um, you know, uh, well, Isaiah Thomas starts to talk and then one of the reporters uh, plays, turns on a recorded uh, audio of him making the comment that he made. And the look on his face was like, you know, really, you know, you're going to do that to me. But, but, uh, you know, Isaiah should have kept his big fat trap shut in the first place. Uh, That's just what I think. Um, uh, And then he wouldn't have had that, you know, the, he wouldn't have had the, that problem. But uh, anyway, um, uh, that said, Isaiah Thomas was probably the second best point guard of the 80s besides Magic. And uh, he was amazing. And he won one championship in the 80s, went to two, made two finals appearances uh, in the 80s, but he, he won one championship. In the 80s, the net, the they won the bad boys, Pistons won two back to back championships. And uh, so wait, so, sorry, sorry, Steven, sorry, I have to interrupt you. So, Magic Johnson's on your list. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, I'm so sorry. is, is uh, so sorry, just try, try to backtrack here a little bit. Um, Magic Johnson's on your list, so I assume Larry Bird and Isaiah Thomas are also on your list or just throwing no, in some color there? Magic, Mag, uh, Magic Johnson. Uh, I've got Magic Johnson. Um, I've got to have Larry Bird, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, of course, Michael Jordan. Um, and uh, then uh, let's see. Who else after that? It's, uh, you know, I, I'm just thinking, but there were a lot of players. There's a lot of players to pick from. I could go Charles Barkley. I could go, um, you know, some different players. Oh, McHale, you know, Kevin McHale. So here's my five um, magic Johnson, Larry bird, which I think we both, I'm going to say the ones that we agreed on first magic Johnson, Larry bird, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Followed by, and this this is where we differ, Isaiah Thomas and Moses Malone. Now, I this is I just want to point out, it is the best players individually and team collective of the 1980s. I cannot include Michael Jordan on this list because he did not win a championship, and Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas won two, 
and Moses Malone was far more dominant for the entire decade than Michael Jordan was. That doesn't take anything away from Michael Jordan being the greatest player of all time. But I think Isaiah Thomas beat Michael Jordan in the 80s. And then obviously in the 90s, that was, that was a much different story. Michael had almost no, like, he had very little help in the 80s. Uh, and Michael uh, uh, was still, I think, the best, the best two guard of the 80s uh, by far. He had, he had some pretty amazing stats for the eighties overall. What was hard for me too, is he also only played half of the decade. Whereas Isaiah Thomas played nine seasons. So Michael Jordan, five seasons, but was injured for one of them. So about four total seasons. Um, yeah. Isaiah was just there longer, got two championships to, um, to Jordan zero. That being said, he may, he was really only an NBA all-star and made the all NBA first team. But we just got to remember Isaiah Thomas was six foot one, 180 pounds. He weighs less than, no, he weighs less than, weighs less than, uh, sorry. I, I was about to say something offensive, so I'm not going to say it anyways, six, one, one eighty, small little dude. And just, he was one errant pass away from being a three-time champion. Um, obviously Larry Bird, I think that's just poetic justice, Larry making that steal and eventually the Celtics going on to win the NBA finals. Oh, that's I, one of the most iconic things that has ever happened. in the It's a steal by Bird. Um, yeah. Then Moses Malone, I have on there too. He played 10 seasons, was a finals MVP champion and an NBA, a two-time NBA MVP during the eighties as yeah. well. So that's why I have, and then like, it's, it's like so weird too, because like, there's just like Kareem good for him, man, making it on two decades. I don't think very many people wouldn't have Kareem on the seventies and the eighties. Like just speaking to the level of success he had his entire life, one in the seventies with UCLA or sorry. Right. Didn't he win? I'm sure he played like late sixties into the early seventies at UCLA wins a championship with the bucks then goes on to win five with the he's really like I whenever he does interviews and says that he's like a little myth that everyone says that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time based statistically an entire career from start to finish high school college he he is does not get enough maybe it's because he didn't have a good personality or whatnot but he he, he's the greatest player of all time (laughs) <laughs> he's not very, he's not very charismatic, but he's definitely, uh, he's very soft spoken, but he's very articulate, and uh, he, uh, you know, he's smart and stuff, and well read, uh, loves jazz, and uh, um, he, his whole life, um, he has been under a microscope, basically. It basically, pretty much his entire life, um, he was an exceptional, you know, athlete. And growing up, his favorite sport was baseball, um, uh, and he wanted to be a pitcher. Um, he dream he had dreams of being uh, a big league pitcher, and uh, of course, didn't end up that way. But he he went to uh, Power Memorial High School, um, where he's uh, the best uh, 
player to ever come out of that school. And uh, he, um, he was getting media attention uh, as a high school athlete, uh, which was unheard of at that time. Uh, then he gets recruited by uh, UCLA. He goes there um, and uh, they had a lot of success. Of course, he played for the great John Wooden um, and uh, a legendary coach um, uh, who I could list his accomplishments all day, 88 game winning streak, um, did all kinds of stuff, four undefeated seasons for John Wooden. Um, and uh, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, even wrote a book about his relationship with John Wooden. Um, but so he goes there, he's, he's very, very successful. Um, he ends up uh, go, going to the NBA, first plays with the Bucks, uh, ends up winning a championship in 71 with Oscar Robertson. Uh, and then let's fast forward to the 80s. So uh, he, in the 80s, he goes to uh, um, the Lakers and literally at the beginning of the decade in 1980, here comes, you know, he's got Magic Johnson on his team and, uh, you know, there, it was just um, awesome. Uh, their, their first game, Magic Johnson's first game, uh, regular season game of his career uh, that season, they won um, at, at the buzzer, I believe, on a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hook shot off of a pass from uh, Magic. And, uh, and uh, Magic jumped into uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's arms like they, he had just won the championship, you know? And, uh, and he said that Kareem uh, just had to get used to having this, this young player on the team that this rookie that was like had a lot of energy and, you know, um, uh, was always smiling and was outspoken, that kind of thing. Uh, and because Kareem's personality was very different, you know. Um, but uh, so that's how it starts out is them winning the championship in 1980. And uh, yeah. Yep, he's good. Uh, <laughs> I could go on and on and on, but I know. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know where to go. Honestly, sorry, Stephen. <laughs> uh, so, so, so. Well, I'll take control of this episode, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean whatever. Um. Uh. So, I mean, where do you want me to go from there? Um, I'm like, so lot like the, it, it was, sorry, like, <laughs> hopefully this doesn't come across poorly. It was when you, it was when we were talking about magic Johnson and then you went off for 10 minutes on, uh, then you went into Larry bird and Isaiah Thomas. And then I've just been flustered since then. Cause 
that normally what we do is we just talk about around, I guess. normally we just talk about one player and then talk about all of their virtues. Um, and so this time Sorry. our entire list has already been floated out there. So it's like, all right, so what do we talk about oh, now we that we've talked about all of the players that played in the eighties that we think were the best. <laughs> we can still talk about what they did and uh, you know, what happened in their careers and stuff, I think, you know, yeah. Of course, Magic Johnson uh uh famously um in in 1991 uh ends up contracting the HIV virus but um uh, you know um before that in the 80s he had a lot of success and um uh he uh was the toast of the town in in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, Jerry Buss uh, gave him signed him to I believe it was the twenty five million dollar contract, uh, and uh, at the time that was a ton of money. You know, it's a it's a lot of money now, but like compared to what NBA players get now, like you know. Um, that's not very much, but at the time it was, um, and, uh, um, they, uh, ended up winning five championships in the eighties, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, and Magic Johnson was a starting point guard on all of those championship teams. They won one back to back. They won two championships back to back in 19, uh, 87 and 1988. Um, and, uh, I want to give Larry Bird some love here, but, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, those are some of the things that, uh, Magic Johnson did in the eighties. Yeah, man. It's so crazy. The HIV part of it. Uh, especially considering like he, he survived, obviously, how old is he like pushing 70 at this point? Um, yeah, he's, he's getting old and oh my gosh, he's only 61. Why did I think he was like a billion years old? He seems so old. Um, <laughs> he's, he, he carries himself, I think like an older person, I guess. Yeah, I guess also probably because Kareem is so old and they played together, but Kareem obviously had the longest, <laughs> the longest career yeah. ever. Kareem so that's, that's probably why. 20, uh, Kareem played for, for 20 years and he, and he never uh, wasn't one of the best players in the league from his rookie year, all the way to 1989 when he retired, he was one of the best players in the league. Like there wasn't much of a drop off uh, at any point of his career for him. Uh, uh, Kareem is a six-time league MVP and a six-time NBA champion. Do you think um, that the reason that he doesn't get the consideration like Jordan does is because he only had two NBA Finals MVP? I mean, only. That's still two yeah. more than I have. Yeah. I think the reason why he doesn't uh get the love that uh uh that Michael Jordan does is because um 
I think it has something to do with uh, the fact that there's, I think, a lot of people like know about and saw and stuff Michael Jordan played, you know, and there's a lot of people who they don't really know about Kareem that much, you know, because he has like if you're doing it end to end career, he is there's no question. There's no question he is the best. He is the best basketball player of all time. Notice I didn't say the best NBA player of all time, but he was two-time Mr. Basketball USA, so high school. Um, Three-time National College Player of the Year. Three NCAA championships. Like, Mm -hmm. this resume, I'm just looking at his career highlights and awards on Wikipedia. It's it's very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kareem and he's got the Presidential Medal of Freedom. <laughs> yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was never a bad basketball player, ever. So. Look at that. He's got you, two NBA championships as an assistant coach for the Lakers in 2009 and 2010. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, he does have those, but I don't really count those to him. Yeah. He, uh. He also um, is known to have worked with a lot of, uh, uh, like, um, or some, like, uh, you know, famous, notable big guys in the NBA. Um, and uh, um, so, yeah. Um, he could shoot free throws. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to pick out like what, maybe it's cause he doesn't have a defensive player of the year award, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily like he's made a few all defensive NBA mm-hmm. teams. So this is just a really good, this is, this Kareem is convincing me. A- I, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be like a Jordan hater or anything like that, but like, I think we're having the wrong debate. It's not who's better LeBron or, or Jordan. It's, why isn't Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being considered for any of this? Oh, I if you're going to have a GOAT discussion, I don't think there is a GOAT in NBA history or in basketball history. But if you're going to have a discussion about who's the GOAT, uh, if you don't put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the conversation, you should have your basketball card taken away from you. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, There's no... You really just have to do it on a decade by decade basis because he is a talented, talented man. Oh, that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh uh let's see. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can say about uh Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Um uh you know, not much. So, um, I think I have said a lot about him already. Yeah. I just, as, as we're doing this list, he's, it's, that's like, I think we talked about this on our last call. Like who are those people that right now we think are amazing. I'm thinking like Damian Lillard is probably like Mm -hmm. one of those people who 10, 15, 20 years from now, when I have kids, potentially, they're just going to be like, Mm -hmm. Who is Damian Lillard? Like, I, I feel like what what's scary, though, is as time goes on, 
we're starting to forget the greats. Like I know that most people know who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is right now, but over they don't I, although, know a lot about what he did. To be honest, I'm not that afraid. At the end of the day, it is just a game. The sun's going to burn out. Everybody's going to die. So this doesn't really matter. But that being said, like as far as someone who uh, is very important, very pro people getting the credit that they are due, I'm just, yeah. It's Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Like we've already seen it with Wilt Chamberlain, I feel like. And granted, I'm not trying to say Wilt and Kareem are equals by any stretch of the imagination. Kareem is far. Oh, Kareem's better. More more success than Wilt had, but it's not like a whole lot of people are like mentioning Wilt Sorry, anymore. That's opinion. I'm just saying I think Kareem's better. Oh, he absolutely is. Like he what did Wilt man? I've I've been watching more and more interviews with Wilt Chamberlain. I'm just like, you just seem like a huge dick. Yeah, like you seem like a really like he'd like call it calling out Michael Jordan, like Michael Jordan wouldn't have able, been able to play in the 1970s. Like he would have, and he would have destroyed you. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no offense, Wilt. He would have won championships. Yeah, I think he would have done just just fine. Like, and that's the, the cool thing about Kareem. Kareem is like, I think I'm the best player, but he's not trying to take away from Michael Jordan at all. Like, he's just like, Michael Jordan is still an amazing. Yeah, exactly. Why he's, why he's not. Let me finish my thoughts, Steven. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. Oh man. Um, Anyways. I'm sorry. Uh, um, I don't even know where I was going. It's all good. I felt very off this entire podcast. So that, that that was just, that was just kind of a perfect, that was a kind of a perfect, uh, thing to happen okay so i'm sorry if i uh messed up your train of thought or something um it's all good, i dude. just have been i've been excited about uh doing this episode so i'm yeah I've, i and i love how pumped like i can tell how how excited you are um it's been it's been a lot of uh, a lot of information about about what was going on in the 1980s for basketball. And then uh, I do want to throw in an honorable mention more so like, obviously this person never played in the NBA, but just the curiosity of it. um, And he would have only played four years in the eighties, but uh, Len bias and just what could have been there. That's just a very interesting story and piece of this entire puzzle. Yeah. Did you, have you listened to that? podcast the uh the len bias story on um what's it called i think it's called the the book of basketball podcast uh i i don't believe i've seen that but i watched uh len bias i think it was a 30 30 30 for 30 and so i watched that and uh it's so sad what happened uh because len bias uh could have uh, uh, been been somebody um, who you know changed NBA history. He could have been an all-time great. He was a second overall pick, and he was uh, picked by the Celtics. And uh, you know, at that time, it was like getting picked by the Celtics in nineteen. 19- uh 86 yeah 86 and you know they won the celtics won the championship in 1986 so you know um and lynn bias was like uh really athletic and and a a really great player in college 
and then he apparently um, went to some party um, and uh, the, the night of the draft and he died of a cocaine overdose. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the one, allegedly the one time he ever did co- cocaine and allegedly it was the highest potency that the doctor doing the autopsy had ever seen. Um, like someone's like, it was a hundred on the podcast. It's like a hundred percent pure. I'm like, that's some good quality cocaine he got. <laughs> yeah. That's, this is going to kill you cocaine. Yeah, man. Um, I've never really watched any of his highlights, so I'm watching some of them right now. And yeah, I don't know. It looks, it's always hard because he's going against collegiate talent, right? So it's hard to know. Right, like, but he looks like a monster against them, you know? Yeah. Like he looks like he's just dominating, you know? Yeah. Man. So any other, uh, any other points that you have, Stephen, that you wanted to make sure that you went over? Uh, yeah. Um, so Larry Bird was a three-time uh, league MVP in the 80s. He won three championships in the 80s. Um, and um, uh, Larry Bird, uh, he um, was – he. it's like he came into the NBA – at the at the perfect time for what he was good at, I think, um, because the three point shot uh, became uh, a a bigger weapon. You know, it became a bigger part of the game suddenly um, in in the eighties. Right? Um, I'm not saying they still didn't shoot that many. Uh, three-point shots, but there definitely was a rise in uh, how many three-pointers were shot in the 80s compared to the other decades. And uh, I believe um, the three-point shot uh, became a thing in the NBA in 1978. I'll I'll double-check that for you right now. Yeah. Nice, seventy nine, eighty. So right when he right when he was starting to play. Yeah, that was so, his rookie uh, season. Yeah, like it was so right as he entered the league. Like he's a he was a great shooter, and he was uh, the probably the first um, uh, guy that was known for shooting threes, even though. Uh, he actually didn't shoot that many, but for that decade, he shot a lot of threes, you know? And, uh, and, um, so yeah, bird, bird was awesome. Uh, couldn't run fast, couldn't jump high, couldn't be stopped, you know, but ran fast uh, enough to get that steal. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That Isaiah birds, one of birds gifts was he was able to see things two and three steps ahead of everybody else. So even though he was a little slow of foot, just being able to anticipate what was going to happen on the court offensively and defensively made him so much better than everybody else, you know? 
You know, it's kind of crazy. So he hit 649 total three-pointers. That's just a season and a half for Steph at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the game's very different now, you know. Um, I'll say. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so, um, uh, you know, Bird, I don't want to, uh, you know, I want to make sure that I, uh, let everybody know that Bird was a bad, bad man, you know. Um, and uh, he um, uh, he uh, is from, of course, French Lake, Indiana. Um, and uh, Indiana, we've already talked about, is like a, a big um, a state, basketball state. And uh, he ends up going to Indiana State. Um, but um, growing up, when he was growing up, he, um, uh, his name is Larry Joe Bird. His father's name was Joe Bird. And uh, his father had uh, um, like PTSD, bad PTSD from having fought in some war. I can't remember what war. And uh, his father would like uh, drink a lot and stuff. And uh, sometimes he would go to the bar and come back and he had spent his whole paycheck, right? And uh, um, so uh, he ends up, uh, Joe Bird and uh, ends up uh, committing suicide um, because, uh, crazy, crazy story. He, uh, the cops showed up at Joe Bird's house, uh, to take him in to arrest him. Right. And there were only like 500 people in this town of French lit. And so Joe Bird tells those police, they're like, come on, Joe. Cause everybody knows everybody. Right. Uh, we got to take you in. He says, just give me a minute to get my affairs in order. And they said, okay. And they let him go back inside. Well, when he goes back inside his house, he calls Larry's mother and, and apologizes to her for being, not being a good husband and father, basically. And uh, then he shot himself. In front of uh, everybody? Huh? In front of everyone? Uh, Well, he was inside the house apparently so, so he said so, but like did he shoot himself in front of his wife and kids is kind of the question i'm asking no no no, no. he he called her on the phone oh, okay gotcha he called her on the phone basically said i'm sorry for having been a crappy husband and father and then he shot himself gotcha man and that's uh, sad. yeah larry bird said um uh you know, obviously he wished that his father hadn't done that, but, uh, you know, um, that's what happened. And, you know, uh, uh, I think, uh, at least it's cool that at least, um, you know, Larry Bird is that, that Joe Bird lives on, uh, through Larry Bird, you know? Yeah. Cool. Well, the next time that we have that, that's probably not the best way to say that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That, uh, 
that uh, that his dad killed himself. Uh, but no, <laughs> next... I don't want to. I don't want to end it on that. I didn't know we were. I have nothing else to say. Okay, uh, but I want to. I want to uh, end this a little bit, uh, you know, better than. And then Larry Bird's dad killed himself. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but the '80s was a really fun, uh, really fun era. The Lakers won five championships. Uh, the Celtics won three. And either the Lakers or the Celtics were in most of uh, the um, uh, um, finals of the decade. So, man, just a good, good old fashioned. 1980s just having so much fun awesome and the next time that we have something that you that we want to talk about we hope you give it a listen Change your mind